0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost, Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in Southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as a storyteller, as they uncover the mysteries of the true Fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore
1: cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Just going to give a quick recap of where we left off last time. Basically, where we were at, Raymond had just got done doing a consultation at his uh, plastic surgery practice. He harvested some glamour in, in the way in which he does. I would advise you to go check that out if you, if you haven't seen that one. Manny has contacted Frank about finding more of these small wooden effigies, uh, somewhat like dolls, around his property. And now he's starting to kind of take this seriously, whereas before he wasn't too concerned about it. Isabel was just having lunch with a friend, Nicole. She's been called by Frank and Manny to kind of reconvene over at Raymond's house over over this kind of troubling uh, omens that have been found. Katrina is still at Raymond's house. She started the day there and has kind of been hanging out with Charlie and trying to learn more about the Winter Court and their involvement in the drug trade. So where we left off last time, Raymond is en route to the house after leaving the, the practice. Manny and Frank are driving together en route to Raymond's house, and Isabel is also driving to Raymond's house. Katrina, you're already there. So I just want to start with you, Katrina. Where we left off last time, Raymond had just called you, very disturbed on the phone, kind of telling you to get ready, telling you to, to find his gun from the drawer, and basically just unloading all this really heavy shit on you. What do you, what do you make of that?
2: Uh, I'm not really taking it too seriously. Fair um, enough.
1: Um Raymond has right, kind right. of kind of like uh, put this stuff on the group a couple times before. So
2: exactly that's that's like, kind of fair. Just in a few days he had these uh outbursts of paranoia many times. And Katrina has never handled any kind of weapon before, so she's not gonna grab a gun. She's not gonna scare Charlie for no reason. She's just gonna wait it out.
1: Right. And would you say that? This is just a very in-character thing for Raymond at this moment to be kind of panicking about about something else.
2: Absolutely. Like, um, from everything that Katrina knows about him, it's um, fairly usual for him to do this.
1: Okay, so so we'll say um, you, you just get done with the phone call with him and you kind of are just going to tell Charlie it was nothing really or just yeah, wait for exactly. him to show up. You know things are probably going to explode once he gets through the door, so <laughs> why why start now? I want to say um, Frank and Manny are the first to arrive at Raymond's house. Frank, you and Manny have just kind of been driving somewhat in silence. You, you can tell Manny's on edge because he's usually very jovial, loves to joke around, friendly guy. But since he's picked you up at the apartment, you got the impression that he might have been driving around aimlessly, um, and you're just reading that he's, he's very stressed right now. So you guys drive over to Raymond's without much conversation along the way, and when you pull up to his house, you see that you're the only car in the driveway right now.
3: Okay. Uh, I suppose I'll, you know. <sighs> oh, You okay, Manny? Yeah, fine. He seems you know? distant.
1: He's staring. He's kind of staring out the window a little bit. He seems uh, very bothered, like like he he saw something disturbing or he, or something like that happened. But he's just he's just kind of quiet, more so than, than you've seen him quiet, even in situations that have been worse than this.
3: You know, if, if everything, you can, you can just talk to me, you know, about it.
1: Frank, can you give me a? Give me a wits and composure. Okay, great. Okay, so three successes. Mm -hmm. So, when you're looking at Manny, you kind of notice his clothes look a little bit like wrinkly and a little bit dirty, and you notice it's the same shirt and jacket that he had on yesterday. Uh, He's he's got like the first two buttons down a little bit, and you can see this kind of like sweat just just going from his forehead, which he keeps um, wiping away with his sleeve. You start to smell this. this really heavy like cigarette smoke that's kind of just like clinging to, to his clothing. And you start to notice that the car is kind of a mess. You know, he, he usually takes better care of himself. He usually takes better care of his things. And it's just kind of like, today just seems very off for him. Mm-hmm. You're able to pick up on these differences that maybe you wouldn't have noticed under any other circumstances, but just given his, his general offness, this is stuff that kind of sticks out to you a little bit. So he gets out of the car, and he just uh, starts walking straight up to Raymond's door, and he gives it two not really serious knocks, just kind of a to see if anybody's home. I don't think he knew that Katrina would already be there, but he's just knocking, probably assuming Charlie's still there.
3: Okay. Well, I suppose I'll get out as well, you know, follow him in silence.
1: And the pace that, that he's going is is not suggesting any kind of any kind of rush or, or panic on his end. Okay. Seems like he's going through the motions. You get a sense of aggravation from him. Like maybe he feels like somebody's told him what he's supposed to do, and that's something that he just does not respond well to. So whatever it is, he is seems kind of agitated, but not really panicked. Katrina, you hear two knocks on the door that are loud enough to kind of break the attention of the TV that you and Charlie are watching
2: right now. And i try to um, get a glimpse on the porch like through a window or maybe like a cutout in the door if there is one.
1: Yeah. So you look through the peephole of the door and you immediately see Frank's um, large shape. And you can also see Manny kind of standing on the porch, just looking out to the side just kind of, like, staring at trees and birds
2: and whatnot. Okay, then I will open the door and let them in. Hey, guys. Manny just gives you a nod, you know, takes one step
1: through the door, just kind of fans himself a little bit, and just says, like, all right, is
2: Raymond here yet? Uh, we do, not, guys? not yet. He should be here any second.
1: He kind of paces back and forth, and then... um reaches into the, the pocket of the suit jacket and kind of takes out three of the, the wooden effigy dolls and just places them on the table, almost as if he doesn't want to hold them while he's waiting. He'd rather just not touch them anymore. Frank, you, when you and Manny went to the house in the Everglades for the second time, um, that was the time when, when Manny had originally showed you these, these dolls or these effigies. And he was very unfazed by by what they could be. He He didn't really seem to be bothered by that at all. They were just merely objects. He wasn't superstitious about them in any way. He did not care about holding them, having them in his possession. But now you're kind of getting this vibe that he just doesn't... He's starting to maybe not want to touch it anymore, not want to be around it anymore. Like maybe he is becoming a little bit suspicious, or it is kind of scary to him. Like I said earlier he's a very confident, very alpha person. He doesn't respond kindly to orders. He doesn't, he's never really in a position where he feels threatened. So he's, he's not making the, he's, he's not handling this situation well, even though he thinks originally that it probably was nothing. And you know he probably still thinks that now he's starting to get a little bit worried by other people's reactions to this like maybe he could have been wrong or something like that you guys are kind of all standing around for a few minutes um charlie's on the couch still watching tv blanket wrapped over his head sweating in the in the hot room he kind of gives a wave and says oh hi but he doesn't really um he doesn't really you know jump up when he sees you guys so next i want to say Raymond you arrive at the place. Um you've been driving back after you got the phone call from Isabel. What's going on in your head right now?
0: Well, i feel, you know, i feel like slightly guilty because of what i just did to to regain some of my glamour back, but also i just kind of am hoping Raymond is hoping in like his head and it's heart of hearts that like people are like going to take this shit seriously because to kind of add a little bit to what Tillman said, you know, about how Katrina was looking at the actions of Raymond, you know, Raymond wasn't acting like this a week ago or like a few days ago. You know what I mean? Like Raymond before like the, the, the snowball of events that have occurred was like a recluse and was, you know what I mean? Was introvert and just was left alone and just kind of like sat and left by himself. But like, um, now, see, just to him, there's just too many coincidences that are happening, you know, in like a in a freehold that had like that was quiet, and nothing ever happened, and things were just like you know, people lived their lifestyle. All of a sudden, have just just this many amount of situations come up. I I, I don't I don't think, in, in Raymond said at all, does he even like have a a, a slight possibility thinking that this is paranoia of any sort to him? This is like a sign of like people should be afraid. People should be reacting to this. People should not be like putting their heads in the sand because, you know, in his head, when has anyone, anyone in the freehold, had the balls to like fuck with Manny, to leave shit at his house? You know what I mean? To do this kind of shit? Just how, just how abnormal this whole fucking situation is? You know, one, one changeling is gone. Then when you come and talk to him, it turns out he has memory loss and he's thinking he saw a true fae and that there's a missing kid. Then another, the leader of our pack is getting threatened and there's this weird, you know, he doesn't know about the cold, but you know what I mean? There's just too many coincidences going on right now when for whatever long there there was a quiet life and nothing like this happened. So he's hoping that when he gets to his house, that people are about to take it seriously. But, you know, I don't know he feels on edge. He feels hypervigilant, but he feels like, like alive. You know what I mean? Like he feels more, he feels more alive right now. Than, than he felt, you know, just when before he went to his practice, when he felt empty. So he he kind of feels like, in a fucked up way, this fear and reacting to it and, and having his glamour back in him is making him feel like hyper vigilant and, and and like he's firing on all c- uh, like cylinders and just everything is just like clicking to him. And he's really hoping when he gets there, like this gets figured out, or you know what I mean. This is like a meeting of the minds kind of thing. So that's what he's thinking about when he gets when you know when he is driving to his house.
1: So you you pull into the driveway pretty fast. Uh, You see Manny's car already there. And as soon as you arrive at your property, this feeling of adrenaline, which you still feel a lot from this whole situation and and from just refilling your supply of, of glamour a little bit, you feel this excitement and this adrenaline. But once you arrive on the property, this kind of sick to your stomach feeling just starts to set in a little bit. like You're just about you just it's almost like a nervous a nervous cramp or something like that and it's it's weird because you feel this change so abruptly as you as you kind of drive in and i mean for all you know it's just it's just the nerves of, of whatever you're about to deal with but it's a, it's a strangeness that you kind of pick up on when you when you pull in and you you get out of your car and you know you, you go right into your house the others are all there. Raymond and Frank are still standing. Haven't really had time to have a seat yet. Katrina, what are you doing right now?
2: Uh, Raymond came in.
1: Yeah, he just kind of busted through.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm just hi, trying to Raymond. describe
1: to him like what he's going to see, like what his first sight is going to be. on entering
2: his house, you know. I probably stand with the others. Like, um, well, this is awkward. What are we doing here? <laughs> I
0: look at her. I'm like, did you get my gun? No, and I just walk past the three into my bedroom, and I like beeline for my my sock drawer that I keep my my pistol in, and I just like make sure that's loaded, and I just kind of like put it like whatever, you know what I mean, like in the front of my pants or whatever, and pull my shirt over, it and I turn around. Are you
1: doing I, that in front of the others, or are you? Yeah, doing- like I mean, I
0: just like go straight in my bedroom. I don't know if they follow me, but I open up my drawer, pull out my pistol, make sure it's loaded, like in my bedroom, put it under, you know what I mean, in my in my belt then just like throw my shirt over it and then turn around and walk back in to the living room i don't mean to have like i'm not trying to do like an 80s action movie <laughs> thing but um it's not, yeah it's not like <laughs> like that but it's, it's meant more like yeah this is what he feels you know what i mean this is like what he doesn't carry this around but obviously he feels threatened that's why he told asked katrina to get it because he feels like there's a threat out there so um
1: manny just immediately just says, whoa, whoa, Raymond, a gun? What what are we doing here? Come on.
0: Yeah, this this completely crazy. You're telling me I'm the crazy one. Actually, a, I am, yes. <laughs> what's that shit? And I point I motion towards my my coffee table.
2: I don't know. Manny, what's that shit?
1: I would like to know what this shit is.
0: Exactly. So let let's do a little quick recap of what's going on right now. We have Charlie here saying that he thought he saw one of those monsters that that take us we have kids missing and then we have someone is leaving this to the king of our freehold leaving it on his doorstep and what can only be taken as a threatening manner so you're looking at me acting like i'm crazy for feeling threatened and i'm looking at you guys like you're crazy because you don't see the threat i, I may be overreacting i don't know but this is not normal this is not a day in the park and there's a reason why I assume that you're with Frank and have been with Frank, Manny. We all care about you in here. I especially so. I call you friend and I don't have that many friends. And I think I've proven my loyalty to you and to the Freehold, but this is not normal. And i motion towards the three things on there. And I kind of like...
1: As you as you point to them, can you give me a intelligence plus a cult?
0: Zero successes? That's so bunk. So I got no successes. So yeah,
1: you look at it and it's it's still just the thing you were looking at, you know. It's still very unsettling because what the fuck is it? But and I, I gotta I got I, I can I ask for some clarification real quick on something right. you said earlier when I showed
0: up. Like, mm-hmm. are you saying when I showed up to my house, like literally, I went from being like hyper vigilant and motivated to like instantly feeling nervous and dread?
1: Yeah, you got a feeling. You got a weird feeling, and now, would it? I guess what I'm trying to ask is,
0: like, would anything Im- my head lead me to believe that me reacting this way is normal or could it be like me explaining like seeing okay there's all these people here
1: the realization that there's a threat can make me be feeling that way give me does resolve and composure sound like that would make sense to kind of just like find your bearings so to speak
0: yeah i mean I, i'm cool with that if that's what you that's what you think you know the system better than i <laughs> so I,
1: mean, I i wouldn't say that necessarily oh you do know let's the do resolve let's do resolve and composure
0: three successes. Okay.
1: okay, so you feel different and it's it's weird to you. This isn't this just seems more odd than your usual jitters. You know yourself and you know your body well enough to just know that this is like a this is out of place feeling. This is weird. This is almost like a certain energy you can kind of feel right now. And it's right. like this 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 dreary kind of like you're at a funeral. Or you're, you know what I mean? You don't feel like this is your house with your friends right now. You feel this sickness in your gut of just wrong and it's different and you know, it's different. I'm look, can I look
0: at like when I like sit there and I ponder it, like before I speak, can I look at how everyone is in the room and seeing if they're like feeling similar to me or like, if they're having a similar effect?
1: Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, so intelligence, I mean, uh, wits and
2: composure.
4: Do you think empathy would play into that?
2: Yeah, actually, that's I like that. Yeah, okay. Do I notice a change as well? Um, (laughs) you guys
1: can all make roles if you want to try to to, try to read each other right now.
2: Myself mostly. Okay. That I that Katrina notices the change when Manny came in or whenever. Katrina, could you do the uh,
1: Katrina resolve and composure? Because I want to see if you feel Mm -hmm. it right now.
2: Okay.
0: And I got two successes, uh, Adam, whenever you're ready. Yep. Okay.
2: <laughs> I have five successes.
1: It's like when, when Raymond comes in, you're starting to – it feels like – it's like somebody just, like, just cranked the heat on or something. The room just feels different. And it's not, it's not actually a temperature thing. I'm just, I'm just trying to use like an example of just like the room just feels different. It has a, an energy – it has like this weird tension that you could you could cut with a knife. It's it's something in the air that you can just feel and you're kind of it makes you want to sit down for a second, it makes you want to collect your thoughts. You kind of are just like, "Wait, what the heck?" It makes you think back a little bit. And it's it's almost it's a wrongness, like I like I described to Raymond earlier. It's this this weird wrongness, weird kind of just aura about, about the situation, about everything. And it's like, it's creeping. It's something that seems to just kind of have like, it kind of was tracked in here, if that makes any sense. Raymond, looking around, you are starting to notice this kind of weird expression on, on Manny's face, this sort of nervous look that he has about him. He's got his the sleeves of his uh, dress shirt rolled up and he's taken his jacket off at this point. and you can see he's he's sweating a, a bit and he looks a little bit pale and he looks a little bit distracted. and you're kind of just noticing this different somewhat differentness about him. you know he's he doesn't have the presence that he usually has where when he enters the room his his mantle, makes you, makes you feel his court. You know what I mean? He, he has this just properties of summer that just follow him as a person and just are constantly, he's constantly embodying this, this sort of strength and stuff like that. And you just don't see it. It's just absent. And that's different to you. I'm not going to say alarming. It doesn't make you panic, but it just is strange. I'm going to say
0: that Due to like the reaction that Raymond had hearing about these, um, these effigies being left at Manny's doorstep and seeing these effigies sitting in the house and just the way that like I'm seeing him act, no realizing I feel the way you know what I mean, how I feel, and just the 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 general threat that even hearing about those come from that in his head he's going to come to conclusion that that's what's causing it. I'll say almost at this time, his true fit or his Fae meme, I believe that's what it's called, this Fae meme form, like it's going to go from like gray to like smoky gray to like start becoming like, you know what I mean? Bright when he's agitated at the moment. And I'm just going to like say sternly, like motion towards the door, like we all need to go outside right now. Though something, those are causing something in us right now, and we need to get away from them for the moment. And I'm like, motioning, let's just, let just go out on the beach right now. Let's
1: just talk this out right now. Let's get out of here. Charlie kind of uh looks up at you with the blanket wrapped over his head, and he's just like, what, what's going on? What, what's wrong with you guys? Can, and he's, can, he's picking up one of the one of the wooden things and just kind of like picking it up and looking at it. Put, put that down, Charlie. Put that down. What is it? just he's like he almost is like keeping it from you like he doesn't want to like give it back until you explain like what's going on it's something that that it's
0: not good and and i I
1: can't explain in
0: here but please just put it down right now charlie he puts it back on the on the table confused i I have a quick question that deal that him and i made would i be breaking it if i
1: told him to go outside on the beach or is he like stuck in here or what I mean, you're not really sure what would happen because you, you made a deal that you wouldn't let him leave. And you're just like, not, you can yeah. see that he's kind of scared with what you're suggesting, too, because he doesn't know what's going to happen if, if both of you just up and leave right now. So and- I'm going gr- to
0: grab these three things and I'll just tell everyone to, to wait. I'm going to grab these three things. And I'm just going to like open my screen door and just walk down my front door steps and just kind of like drop them in the sand. You know what I on mean? the beach and just like walk back up into my house and just kind of so you, you threw it out yeah i'm not like throw like i don't want to find it again but you i'm just, just like put it outside yeah in the sand away from my house i want to see when i go back inside if i feel different or if it like has changed the atmosphere
1: in the room or anything like that the energy still feels the same and oh. you're not really sure if it's if it's your nerves at this point because it's like All right. The way that I think of it is like when you like if you lose something and you're starting to like look for it and you like really can't find it and then you kind of are just like like panicking a little bit like fuck where's my keys and then you like really can't find it and it's kind of like fucking up the way you're trying to do things now. So you're not really sure if this is just like all totally nerves at this point. Isabel, can I say that you're also arriving at the house at this point? I don't want to do you mean, um, take much. You're the
4: storyteller, man.
1: Well, the thing is, I don't want to just say like you are doing this, but I w- I'd like to say that you you arrive at the house at about this time. Sure. Okay. Um, you can once you pull into the driveway, you can kind of hear this like I don't want to say arguing, but you can kind of hear people talking loudly.
4: She's gonna kind of sigh and under her breath, just be like uh, Porque siempre una crisis," and just rubbing her temples before she steals herself to go inside.
1: As you get out of the car, can you give me a resolve and composure, please?
4: I have four successes.
1: Yeah, so it just hits you like a wave, just this uneasiness, this this nasty energy coming from inside. And it's almost like you're you're just feeling it radiate outwards, like it's just coming from a from a, a fixed location. And it's it's a weird feeling in your stomach. It's a tightness, a nervousness, a feeling of dread, and kind of just a feeling of of sorrow. Just try to think of a of a moment in your life where you were really sad and uncomfortable. And this is kind of like that.
4: Which uh, kind of puts her in a sour attitude, and and she's kind of already in a sour attitude about all this to begin with. So she just has a frown on her face as she gets out and approaches.
1: So you make it closer to the door, and you can kind of hear this this argument going on inside. Over you hear Raymond saying, "I'm the only one taking this seriously," blah blah blah, and you're you're not really able to to catch the context of of what's being talked about but you open the door inside and you, you just see everybody there tense looks on their faces. And then Manny greets you. He goes, Isabel. And he kind of burps a little bit and just like holds his stomach. Like he has heartburn or something. And he's just like, Isabel, as you can see, we've all uh, gathered here to talk about these stupid dolls that I found that Raymond is is getting his guns ready for can you just try to talk some sense into him please and you see like Manny is starting to look physically sick like he needs to sit down like he's just like wiping his head a lot and he's just like seems kind of out of breath Amy, sit down
3: can I do you need anything Manny
4: I was yeah I was gonna ask if I could like get a read on his like body language and everything like is he physically ill
3: like
1: Give me a, a wits and composure.
3: Who successes?
1: So he he looks physically ill. He looks like somebody who's about to faint. He looks like somebody who's been sick for like a few days or something. Um, it doesn't. It's it's weird. It he looks ill in in a sense that a changeling could could look sick. I mean, even though his skin is a different color than normal, you you still see a paleness and and stuff like that. And he just says like frank go into the bathroom and get me a cup of water please
4: isabel is going to say what what, what's happening what's why is he get get, get him outside what's wrong what what's what's going on
0: hold on a second sit down Manny. let me check you out here real quick outside lady get the fuck out of my house if you have nothing to add to this i'm tired of you all you do is fucking bark let me look at the man First, before you start barking orders at me, okay? tu madre, pincha puta! Get him
1: outside now! All right. So as you guys are starting to, as as this room is kind of becoming angrier, and you guys are starting to yell, you're kind of just feeling this this presence, this this energy more and more, as if it's kind of just growing off of this this chaos and this confusion. Frank, please, just a cup of water. Of course, boss. Frank, you, you go to take a walk into the kitchen, and as you pass the bathroom, I need you to give me a, a wits and composure roll. Okay, all right. So as you walk by the bathroom, catch a glimpse of something in the mirror, and you go to turn back to see what it is. Because you, you just catch the glimpse as you're walking straight past the room, but you, you see something, so you walk backwards to take a take a look, and you see it. Okay. You see you, It's like time stands still for a second, and you're just staring at this reflection of, of this huddled over just it's a huddled over woman with this giant belly, and she just has this gray spiderweb hair just covering her face. And the eye is just, you can just see one eye through the, through the wisps of the hair. Okay. This is like a, a second. So you just, you see this and it's like time stands still for a second. And it's one of those things where you go to, go to really look at it and it just kind of disappears. But before it can, it just hits you. It's just, you see it and it just, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. And you've seen one of these before. But it just it's burning you to just to just gaze at it. It makes you want to scream. You feel this vileness. You smell this rottenness in the air. And it's like time has just kind of stood still for a second. And before you can you can act, it it disappears. And as it does, you get, this, you get this idea that it wasn't a reflection, like it was something you were actually looking at on the other side.
3: So Frank lets out a war cry. Just, you know, it just starts bashing at the mirror, just crushing it, absolutely. Like, he crushes it into little pieces, and then he breaks those pieces, just till his hands, like, start bleeding completely from the sharp mirror shards.
1: So you guys all hear this, this glass breaking in the other room. What do, what do you guys do? I'm gonna pull out my gun and just like rush.
3: And a very loud shout, like ah! stay away from Manny. Um
4: Isabel is uh she's like really concerned, actually. Um she walked into the situation, she had this like feeling in her gut and just like seeing everything. She just feels like she needs to get Manny out of this house because like instinctually on some level she's like something's happening to him and this house or this location or something. This is this the problem is here and she needs to get him away. So she is trying to like pull him away, you know, and trying to get him out of this scenario.
0: When she goes to pull him away, I'm gonna look at her and just nod like an agreement. You know what I mean? And just like turn turn around and even rush after me about. telling you to fuck your mother. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's some things that make that uh, easily forgivable. You know what I mean? One is a large screaming, bellowing ogre in my bathroom. So I'm going to like nod to her, just like a quick nod. You know what I mean? And turn around with my, my pistol pulled out and just like, kind of like r- rush back into my
1: bathroom to see what's going on. So Isabel, you're trying to pull Manny outside. He's trying to push forward to get to the room that Frank is in with every single ounce of his being he is and you feel this weakness as he tries to tries to push against you to get past you that is is like unsettling to you because you know he's strong and it's like he can't get past you but he's trying to just to just reach past to get away to just to just check on his dear friend katrina what's going on with you right now
2: uh i was gonna help uh, isabel go out of the room get out of the house but I want to look back at uh, Charlie and uh, and in the moment I hear uh, Frank's uh, shouting, I'm gonna yell to him. Hide!"
1: So there's this commotion going on. You just heard the smash in the bathroom. Isabel is is pulling Manny outside. Raymond is rushing towards the bathroom, gun drawn, or gun like getting ready to draw the gun. You look at Charlie, and he's just completely still, but his eyes are just completely rolled back,
2: and he's just not responding. And you, okay, I stop at that, and I grab Isabel's uh, shoulder, and like, something's wrong with him. Something's really fucked up with him.
1: So I just want to describe really quick. The room is in absolute chaos right now. Everybody is yelling at once. Uh, yeah. We have people pushing in in all sorts of directions. It's it's absolute madness right now. So as you're trying to convey this message to Isabel, Isabel is very distracted with trying to bring Manny outside. It's it's this really crazy clusterfuck of everybody yelling right now. So I'm trying to. I don't. You know what? I'm not going to make you do a roll to see if you get Isabel's attention. I will just let uh isabel decide whether or not she she hears you and to what degree
4: oh she definitely hears him it's just that she is exactly uh, like not i don't caring. know caring she's pulling right. like i don't give a fuck about this kid at all awesome. never did and and Manny is someone she cares about and he's clearly in distress and he needs help right now so she is trying to pull him away and get him outside because he is something is hurting him and she was able to like make that connection right away and and then frank in the other room frank can handle himself dude strong so whatever he's doing he's probably solving the problem for us as far as she's concerned (laughs) so she's like shit's going down i need to get i need to help manny so like whatever he's saying about this kid she's ignoring she's just like "No, no 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 like just trying like to focus on what she's doing
1: um, you eventually are able to get this th- – the main door part of the entrance of Raymond's house is still open, but you're able to get this screen door that's behind you cracked open enough, and, and you just kind of, like, push it back like that, and you're able to kind of just, like, drag Manny through. And you guys both kind of fall backwards as you get outside, Manny kind of falling on top of you. Uh, he's struggling to get back up, and he's just screaming, Frank! 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 He's just screaming for Frank, Raymond. You enter the bathroom and you see Frank standing above the tons of of mirror fragments that he's still just smashing and and screaming. Um, you can see in the room there's there's some blood on the floor, some of Frank's blood is kind of mixed in with the fragments of mirror, which are kind of all over the place like you you can't take a step in this room without without hearing that that glass crunch underneath your feet. What is it?
3: Something here in the mirror I what saw did you see? It looking at me an old hag and he sort of describes what he saw You know in the mirror before disappearing Can't That's what... trust the reflections can't That's... trust the mirrors
1: You guys both see this this smile face drawn on the wall and it's kind of it's it's drawn in this this black it looks like dried blood just brown black and it smells. You can smell the stench coming from it of just rotten, just disgusting, just and it—it's it's stomach-turning. And it's like something that you can't ignore. It's just—it's just something that is like an unearthly smell. It's beyond the smell of death. It's beyond the smell of rot. It's just otherworldly.
0: Frank, get them out of here. Get them out of here. Go back. Get, get the women out of here. Get get Manny out of here now. Leave Charlie in here. Go.
3: Okay. Oh, I'll go after Manny. Yeah. I turn
0: I'm going to look around real quick and then I'm just going to like close my bathroom door and then I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to like start walking back into my living room like to, to ensure that like Isabel and is Isgo- Isabel and Katrina and and the, women, the the women are going out there with Frank and Manny and I'm going to just like
1: okay so you immediately notice Isabel and Manny struggling outside together. Katrina, the way I'm picturing it, you're kind of tending to Charlie right
2: now, or... Yeah, I'm um, trying to talk to him, but I think he's not responding, right?
1: He's totally unresponsive. You're kind of waving your hand in front of his face, slapping his cheek, kind of snapping yeah, exactly. at him. And you can and feel, you, you know, if you if you were to check for a pulse, or to, he still feels warm, he still feels alive, he still has a pulse, but he's And he's not convulsing either. He's just—it's like he's just frozen. I'm gonna put a hand on Katrina's shoulder, and I'm gonna just be like, "Go, get out here."
0: But Charlie, go outside. Go.
2: Okay, okay. I'll just hurry away.
0: (laughs) As I like get her out the front door, I'm gonna like stand in my doorway, and I'm just gonna like stand there for a second and like look at her, like you know what I mean? Like like push her out and hope she turns around and looks, and I'm just gonna like give her like this really grim look you know and i'm just gonna like slowly like close the door behind me and just like lock the door then i'm gonna go sit down in the chair across from charlie and wait for him to be done with whatever is happening
4: so before you dive into that i want to ask if it's possible for isabel and many for her to like kind of scramble and force him into her vehicle is that a thing that can happen or or while that's going on
1: so i probably would need you to do like some kind of like a brawl roll or something i'm trying to think because like he's going to be resisting you uh, um but he's not very strong right now so you, i mean right now yeah so why don't you give me like a uh dex and athletics or dex and brawl whichever you'd prefer and i'm going to give you a plus two because of his um his extreme weakness right now all
4: right okay. well we're using athletics because she is somewhat athletic Not you know extremely but
1: enough one success so yeah he's fighting you the whole way but you are able to kind of drag him back into your car and you you use whatever energy you have to just kind of stuff him in and you're you're kind of in fight or flight right now. This is a this is an oh, extreme yeah. scenario. Yeah. So you you find the strength to just open the door and just just toss him in. If
4: I may indulge a bit, she yes. is very much uh, she is she is very much upset at this moment and just very in intensely focused and just has this like like you said flight. Or fight response and is just shoving him into the car, going around and giving like this last one look at the house and getting in, kicking it on and just hauling ass out of there, peeling out. Like there's probably like a spray of gravel on people behind as she is just driving away.
1: So, yeah, you just you just peel out out of there as fast as you can. Do you have a destination in mind or are you just driving?
4: No, she is uh, fleeing out of, yeah. like, just instinct. Yeah, okay. Whatever is going on, that pl- whatever's happening there, something bad is going down, and she is just operating on, like, I need to get the fuck out, and I need to take Manny with me, because he is the one, he's the target. And so she is trying to help him at this moment, and just, like, whatever she can do.
1: And I just want to point out to, this, this goes for all of you guys as well. The way... That you are kind of reacting to this situation, even without... I mean, Frank's the only one that saw something right now. But the feeling that you guys are all getting from this situation is almost instinctual. It's like your biology is telling you to react in this way.
5: Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf? role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Waitwolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. We hope to see you there. High-Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games, with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at... HighLevelGames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles?
1: Why is Los
5: Angeles an exploding city?
3: Masquerade.
5: The Demon's Mirror.
3: Thirteen Candles.
5: Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more.